Welcome in, Traveler. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fantasy Football RPG Podcast. It's time to level up in fantasy football. You know, it is an interesting argument to have is with the Sean Payton news, is this the time to get on the train all aboard the Sean Payton hype, clutch those Broncos players like so many pearls? I don't know. I don't know. The other side of that is, do you sell off of the hype? of what people assume is going to be a good match with Sean Payton going to a team that has a solid defense and still acceptably young, talented players on the offensive side of the football. But if the hype is too high, I'm an easy sell. And I know that doesn't come to so much of a surprise coming from uh, a guy who has been talking down the Broncos since they traded for Russ. And now with this additional trade for Sean Payton, I'll say one thing, they better hope it works. I don't want to be known as the guy that just, that never has a nice thing to say about the Denver Broncos. So I think I'll bring it to a a lighter topic, but one that still has plenty of fantasy relevance is Mr. Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Again, putting on the off-season spectacle. Still no clear picture from him on what he's going to do this off-season. It has been reported via himself on the Pat McAfee show that he is going to take a four-day isolation break in total darkness in a cabin uh, somewhere. <laughs> I'm not sure, but what that means for his uh, his intentions of playing in 2023, who knows? But I'm sure that will be a topic to discuss a little bit later here when I am joined by my two guys, Eric, or a corndog on Sleeper, and Evan, or EP Low on Sleeper. Before we get to all of that, let's take it to a quick ad break, after which we will get down to the nitty gritty. Oh, who do we have here? What's going on, dude? Dude, how you been? I'm good. What's new though, my man? Oh, dude, you know, not much. I, I'm finally like 
pretty acclimated to my new position at work. So that's been like seemingly working out pretty nicely. I just did my first uh, quarterly uh, taxes for the company, which was uh, something I had never done before. That's a very important thing to do. And it looks like I did everything right. So that's that's cool. Very nice. Yeah, how how you been? Uh, how is so you got an easy week I heard this week. That's that's nice. Finally. This is the first easy week I've had since November. It's been insane. I'm glad we seem to be slowing down a little bit, kind of going back to normal, which is very nice. Um no man, I've had to work so much overtime, which I don't care. I work hard. It's just I wish I was paid for it. That's the part that sucks. That's the part. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're getting that OT, that's super worth it. Mm-hmm. Oof, man, I I feel you. I have uh, things at my job, too, where I'm kind of expect. you know, I'm on salary and I'm kind of expected to, like, whenever there's a thing, like, I'm kind of the emergency guy. If there's an emergency and it's off hours or on a weekend, like, I kind of have to answer the call, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is tough sometimes, you know, not getting that OT. But, you know, luckily, luckily I'm in a position where, like, I, I feel it's important. And so mm-hmm. it's like, it's easy for me to kind of understand it and sort of justify it in my head. Um, but yeah. you, you're doing like, is it more like a sales role that you you're in? It's this weird hybrid. It's so we have our salesmen who go out to the plants and make the sales and stuff like that. So I don't actually sell the machine, but as soon as the purchase order is signed by the customer, it's then my machine. And I oversee the entire production of it from start to end. It is my responsibility till it's shipped out our door. Got it. But I also am in charge of the spare parts for machines that are out in the field. And I sell the spare parts to the company. So I'm like a mix of service and sales, but I'm the middleman for all of it. <laughs> I'm like a glorified middleman. That's a lot of balls to juggle, man. Mm-hmm. I really like it as a concept, though, in terms of like uh, each person. It, like yourself would be their responsibility would be like the, the, you know, creation and upkeep and, and maintenance and everything of, of one machine. In theory, I really like that in terms of like the customer service aspect, that must be like right. really nice for the customer. Mm-hmm. So the thing that's cool about that, right. Is it frees up the salesman to go sale and it frees up the service people to go out and just fix the things. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. The problem and what I keep running into is for me to do my job, I rely upon other people being timely with their jobs and nobody's timely with their jobs. So I will send an email, something that needs to get done that I need the salesman information from. And a week will go by and they'll email me and go, why isn't this done? And I'll have to take the email and send it back to them and say, see these three questions you did not answer a week ago. Dang, yeah. And then they'll disappear for two more days. and like, oh, here it is. And so I'm stuck in this holding pattern of waiting. It's like hurry up and wait all the time. God, yeah, dude, that sucks. When it when it's out of your hands like that, that 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 does bug me too. Mm-hmm. I, I run into that sometimes, but that's the worst when you're just like, I can't. I, I'm literally like in pause. I I literally can't proceed until I get this like answer. Or someone does their job. Yeah, that's rough. And I'm a very um, quick worker. So I tend to lay out what I need to do and I just dive into it and I work very quickly. Other people aren't that way though. And I do everything I can and I hit a wall with five different projects and I just sit there and I'm like, this feels like such a waste of time, but I can't move forward with any of these. Then I get what I need and all of a sudden, boom, I have another two hours of pounding through stuff. Then it's sit and wait. And it's 
And then I'll have my days like I've had recently where all of them decide to send me everything all at once. So I have five major things that I'm, it's on my court to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just weird. Yeah. How how long have you, I feel like you're coming up on like a year-ish, right? It'll be a year next month. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So I'm doing really well. My bosses love me. I mean, just based on what you say and like the the work ethic that you're obviously bringing to the table, it's no surprise that like they're a big fan of yours. Well, they're putting me on a two-year track to move into leadership in the company. Nice. I really want to get, I really want to get to, because Mm -hmm. if I do that, then the people under me, I can push to make changes that we're all going to work efficiently and effectively and not work overtime. And I'm going to get you guys out of here on time because we're going to get all this stuff in. You know what I mean? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, totally. And and that's that's good to know that you have like something to look forward to in that regard. Yep. And so at least that's my goal is to make it more effective and efficient. We'll work harder yep. while we're at work and have less downtime, but you'll have more time to be at home and do the other things you want to do. I think it's a good trade-off. I mean, that this seems like a good idea to me. So uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. But like, that's the bad stuff. The good stuff of the job is awesome. It is an awesome job. Yeah, I can tell just based off like, how you talk about it, it's, it's definitely apparent that you're you're proud of what you do, which is great. Like, who doesn't want that? Um, yeah, and that sounds like definitely high stakes, man. I I feel like I'm in kind of a a position of of some responsibility, especially these days too, just ha- handling all the finances of a whole company. But like, my biggest worry right now is I'm just having the worst freaking luck at hiring people. Hiring uh, people is really yeah. hard, man. We're having a hard time with that too. I used to hire people like this isn't like my first rodeo hiring. Oh, nice. There you go. Hell yeah, dude. For people uh, who might be listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Eric just uh, lit up a big old buster cigar. Yeah. That looks like some mobster shit. Hell yeah. All right. Dude, I love a good cigar. <laughs> um, I'm outside tonight. <laughs> no, that's great. I love it. That's some energy right there. Um, but yeah, man. Uh I don't know when it became hard to hire people. It felt it feels like it didn't used to be because at least for like mm-hmm. cannabis specific jobs, like those were really like people really wanted to work in the cannabis industry in the last like five years or so. So mm-hmm. it's been really easy for me to hire people, but it seems like it flipped on a dime this year. And I'm I'm hearing like yourself, there's other people dealing with this where I think my, mm-hmm. it might just be like a job saturation situation, but like people are just oh. so flaky. Like I've had so many people where I schedule an interview with them and then they just don't show up. I think it's a lot of COVID hangover from like people not wanting to go back to their customer facing like, oh, hey, Evan, we're talking about not, fo- not football. <laughs> um, we're talking about uh, job saturation and how hard it is to hire people lately, which again, I think that's another thing that you've been dealing with, Evan, is uh, your job not being able to hire on the people they need. I- I'm dealing with the same thing and it's just wild in my specific circumstance. I've hired a lot of people at this specific job with zero issues in the past. And just this week, I've had 12 interviews. Half of the interviews I scheduled, the people did not show up to their interview. Like did just like no warning, no heads up, super unprofessional, just didn't show up to their interview. And it's over It's over Zoom. <laughs> like it's the easiest thing to attend. It makes no sense. It's been happening to us too. We have a couple of positions that we're trying to hire in my immediate area and they can't find anybody. Like either people just don't show up or they come in and demand absolutely ludicrous things. 
Like they want to be paid more than a GM basically. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is a mid-level management level. Look, we, we, we have city positions. All right. So you kind of know what you're getting out of a city position. It's a very cushy job. And yet we have two engineering positions that are literally just open invites. Like whenever you want to apply, you get an interview type of situation. And we have had one application in the last four months. That's crazy. And, and, you know, with that being said, like, I, I definitely respect that. Like the government job is it fulfills, especially like a certain niche, like in terms of like your education and like what you want to pursue later in life. But my job is also a very cushy job, cush in terms of weed and people really like that and have liked that for a lot of years now. That's why it's been so easy to take people on because they're excited to work in a job where they can, you know, uh, do a thing that's illegal in a bunch of other states uh, and and smoke weed and stuff and talk about it openly. But even with that caveat, so there's two opposite sides of the spectrum there. There's the government job, can't get employees. And then there's the the cannabis, like uh, hoodwink job that no, no one wants to, no one wants jobs. I don't, it's, uh, it's frustrating. I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> I need to vent about it a little bit because it's been really difficult. Frustrating. Can, can we just take a, a quick side note before we start? Like, what the heck is happening in that stupid Stacks League? It's so fun, dude. Like, I'm just, like, watching these things, and I'm just like, what's happening? The Stacks League, Eric, is so wild, bro. I know, I'm in it. Who did, uh, oh, I, yeah, yeah, have you caught up? No, uh, dude, like, C- CMC and Kittle was just the pick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that would be such a good second-round pick. Yeah. Evan, your, um, your Burrow chase would, would have been my 1.01. I thought that was brilliant. It, it was going to be Burrow Chase, or it was going to be Hertz, Hertz and AJ. This is a topic in the pod. We got to We got. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's a topic in the pod. Let's. <laughs> I don't want to like spoil all of it because there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. I think so far, but but yes, Evan, I'm glad that you brought it up because it is very fun and exciting what we're seeing so far. Um, and I want to get into it more with you. But first, anything you guys want to update us on anything cool you guys are doing checking out i know eric you have like a, a more free week this week you got anything fun going on no. ah, that's a good question i'll probably uh hit a couple local open mics this week enjoy my time off in the evenings a little bit um started doing crossfit which is exhausting are you going to open mics and, and are you performing at all every so often you need to get a recording so that we can we can check that out I'll have to get one for you guys. I only play yeah. every once a month or so because I really like just going and having drinks and relaxing. Yeah. But um, every once in a while, I'll I'll jump up and play. You gotta you gotta find that girl again, Eric. The one from uh, Five Branches. She was she was up there with her dad, voice of an angel. Oh, Alexis. No, I'm friends. I've hung out with her a bunch. She's fun, but she does have a voice of an angel. She's got oh, that. Oh, she really good. Really. That Tennessee. Oh, like one hundred. Yeah, it, it was fantastic, Corey. Oh, wow, nice. I'm a, I'm a, my knees buckle for a, for a female vocalist that can hit some ranges. She is probably the best I've ever seen in person. She's unbelievable, and I've seen quite a few now. I was gonna say high praise. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Do you have a, do you have a spot you go to in particular? Or you have a couple spots. There's two spots. So one is Five Branches, which is a brewery which I took Evan to. And they, the same people who do that one just started one at our local distillery, which is another favorite hangout spot. So we have one on Wednesday nights and one on Thursday nights now. That's that's a very you activity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And our, our weekends are usually spent there, too. 
how's your wallet liking that, Eric? Well, you know, you know what? With Eric's overtime, or oh, sorry, damn, oh, that, yeah. that's, start, that's a hard cut. Sorry, start subject. <laughs> sorry, that was a little too spicy. Maybe we're still like warming up into it. Uh, but what about you, Evan? You got anything going on? You doing a Super Bowl party? Yep. Yeah. So I'm not throwing it. I refuse to throw it. So I got one of my one of my buddies is going to host it. He's like 15 minutes away from here. Um, so we're going to go over to his house. Uh, we got like 25 people coming over. Um, should be a good time. But yeah, I'm just gearing up for Vanderbilt baseball season here. Um, I usually go. I usually go to like, I don't know, 25% of the home games every oh, year. Wow, yeah, so, nice. That's, that's yeah. a lot. Yep. Cool. You, you just uh what like what's what's you just enjoy the game is that the deal are you scouting players oh dude i mean eric knows that i absolutely love baseball uh i grew up grew up playing baseball and it was a passion before football even was gotcha. um so it's stayed a passion and i just absolutely love watching college baseball when i was out in california cal poly uh, my freshman year, they were actually ranked number one in the nation for a little bit. And my freshman year, I went to every single home baseball game. Nice. Okay. I was gonna say, me and me and Evan are both football and baseball people. I was gonna say, I'm a bigger Cubs fan than I'm a Bears fan. Cubs are my number one team. Yeah, I I think it's squarely football for me. Uh, like much much more above everything else. But I I'm honestly like, and then like the the rest kind of gets muddled a bit. Uh, NBA is probably below everything in the main mix, but yeah. between like. Between MLB and NHL, um, honestly, NHL has been moving up. Like, it's kind of been, like, racing MLB for me in the recent years. I mean, the Kraken... First of their division. Yeah, like, a really fun new thing, and they're winning. And Mm -hmm. so, obviously, easy to become fans of them. But I was just... I was a fan of us getting a team in the first place. So, day one fan. (laughs) I know that's not saying a ton, because they've only been around for a couple years. But... uh, They're they're young and they're great and so yeah I'm I'm into it. I, I've been going to a couple couple Fred games here, so you know hockey's definitely moving up on my totem pole as well. Um, frankly, I don't really think that I have a third sport, so hockey, based off of recently, is probably be, starting to become the third sport. Do I know anything about it? No. I just go to the game and say, somebody punch somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was really into hockey between 2008 and 2016 when the Blackhawks were winning all the cups. Mm-hmm. And then since they've just been the crap hawks over the last seven years, I've just kind of, I don't know anybody on the team besides Ken Tays anymore. So it's kind of like, I kind of lost my investment in it. But um, I will, I, the best night of my entire life, and I don't know if anything will ever beat it, was that night the Cubs won game seven, 2016. I cried. Well, uh, speaking of beating things, do we want to uh, launch into football talk and talk about Joe Mixon? Ooh. Ooh. I guess we have to, don't we? Uh, you know, just as an update here, because I I honestly, I might not have the, the freshest beat. Uh, again, sorry, I don't, I didn't mean to do that one. Uh, but <laughs> Joe Mixon uh, got, you know, got in a little bit of trouble. Um, has a warrant out or had a warrant out. I'm not sure if it's been quite resolved but um some sort of domestic assault i believe or i think it was a specific like a specific term that was a little more uh yeah I, I don't remember the specific term they used but got in a little bit of trouble um maybe a lot of bit of trouble 
what what do you guys have do you guys have any like like info on this have you guys been following the story um i don't have any extra info that you don't have for me it's kind of sit back and listen because sometimes the stuff is fake sometimes you get 27 domestic oh never mind um but you know you just kind of let it play out its process and if it's as bad as it sounds like it is he might be out for probably a kareem hunt style suspension would you say so I'm reading now it's it's menacing is the word that they that the charges, um, which I'm not okay. super, super familiar with. Um, but in further detail, it's alleged that Joe Mixon threatened to shoot someone while like road raging in a car. Look, I don't even think that's that bad. I've had guns pulled on me when I was up in Sacramento working like while I was driving because I wouldn't let because I wouldn't let somebody in in traffic. All right. Sacramento like, is pretty rough. It, it just, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I mean, maybe I have a different take on it because it's happened three separate times. Maybe I have a little bit of road rage because I won't let people in when they try and cut in front of a line that very clearly says merge. Uh, you know, there could be a little bit of both that goes on there. Yeah. I think Evan secretly might've been the one who pulled the gun being on road rage. It kind of sounded like that, huh? That that story came a little too quickly to mind. All right. Well, I'll uh, yeah. Here's another point where I'll just cut it out of the podcast real quick. <laughs> Appreciate that one. Yeah, no problem. I got you, man. But on on the Joe Mixon side of things, I think he was already a, a cap casualty potential uh, for this coming off season. And I was just looking looking it up if they cut him after June first. Uh, they can save $10 million in cap mm. savings and they'll only have a 2.75 dead cap. That's, that's interesting. I mean, in my opinion, that's, that seems like the right thing to do. Um, I don't know if Joe Mixon is a, is a running back that you want to like extend uh, necessarily for that kind of money. Um, he's good, but not spectacular. I think he could be replaced. Can somebody look it up real quick? If you take out his five touchdown game that he had this year, I feel like he probably got outperformed by P. Ryan, right? Or at least equal. Um, no, he, he was under quite. four yards. He was under four yards a carry this year. I mean, he's the definition of a plotter this year. Mm-hmm. Like that well, five touchdown true. game really throws things off. But like, I don't feel like he's an expensive running back you want on your roster anyway. You could probably draft a third round running back and get the same production. For much cheaper, probably a so better the, pass blocker too. The five touchdown game in mind, he was like RB ten, RB eleven in that kind of range, and mm-hmm. that as a 26, 27 year old running back that might not have a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I'm just, I guess I'm glad I don't have a lot of Joe Mixon right now. I think if this charge clears and like you know nothing comes of it, I think he's a prime sell, 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 sell this offseason. Let's just think about this from a pure rushing standpoint for a second. Ezekiel Elliott, who everybody hated on coming into this season, had more rushing yards and more touchdowns, more rushing touchdowns than Joe Mixon. Ezekiel Elliott also wasn't very good, though, which only furthers the point. Yeah. I mean, Zeke was averaging like 3.8 yards per carry this year, and Mixon was 3.9. Yeah. 
I think he's a sell candidate. I mean, I still think his name has enough cachet. You might be able to get something for him. I, I think you might be right, actually, Eric, in terms of, yeah, I think if the news breaks where the charge gets dismissed or dropped and he's not going to face any repercussions, sell. you sell on that hype. Yep. And I mean, I think if you go around and ask anybody who doesn't as intimately follow it as we do, I think the only thing they're going to remember about Mixon from last year is, oh my God, he had five touchdowns in a game. I think you can convince somebody to part with something decent, right? Do you think Do you think a first is in or out of the mix if the charge gets dismissed? Late. Fir- late first? I think it's late would be the high end, I would think. I think like 108. I know, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be giving that up. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to tell me 112. Like, okay. it, right. I, I would, if I'm giving something up, like, you're going to have to convince me to give you the 2 1, 2 2 for me okay. to feel any kind of semblance. I wouldn't either, but I also think based on that, I we follow fantasy football like crazy, and I didn't know Zeke out for 4 and 10. I think people would trade a gold mine for Mixon before they ever would Zeke. I was going to say, I should quantify that. He, he, he out. Outproduced him by rushing statistics. Mm, receiving right. wise, receiving wise, Mixon had his best receiving season of his entire career. Uh, it, it is an interesting discussion, though, because yeah, I can see that point of it, but you're—I don't think you can go get Mixon for like the two-one. I feel like that—that's mm-hmm. an offer that that I mean, and maybe that's fair value, but I think that's an mm-hmm. offer that might be laughed at. I think I think you're gonna have to get more into like the late, uh, late mid-ish first in order to acquire him and i'm not actually even saying that's what i would necessarily do um it's just i i also don't know if i would be happy selling mixon for the 2-1 um i think that would be i think that's more of a situation where i let him die on my roster if anything so i think what my strategy would be is that these charges are dropped i'm trying to get that end of mid late first for him Mm -hmm. i'm sending it to everybody and i'm trying to see what i can get if nobody bites, I hold him until the Bengals release him, and maybe he lands on yeah some team my Miami, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. And all some people are like, oh my god! And then you go 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 get rid of him. Um, okay, well, more or less, still stuff to watch. We'll update if we get updates. Moving on though, just a, this will be a quick one, I think, because did anyone watch the Pro Bowl? No. Yeah. Same. Um, I guess that answers the next question, which was, is the Pro Bowl worth watching anymore? And all three of us saying that we, yeah, all three of us saying that we didn't watch it seems pretty obvious that um, it's not. Me, for one, I'm, I'm a dirty pirate uh, streamer for my NFL stuff. Like I don't have a service that I pay for. So I literally couldn't find it. I went looking and I, I couldn't find it. So that was kind of my decision in not watching it. It, it wasn't on Sports Surge. Actually, that's not one that I that I check frequently. I have a uh, NFL Byte is like the Reddit linked one that has like all the different uh, streaming services, and they just didn't even have like an entry. Like they weren't even trying to stream it, um, which kind of said a lot. Uh, but I was also checking in like because they started like doing stuff like on Thursday. I thought, and I was like, oh, maybe I can catch like this for free somewhere like before the actual pro game uh, begins. But nope. Couldn't find that either. So I was like, okay, I give up. I don't really want to watch it much more than I've expended the effort in looking for it. So, um, but okay. Yeah. It sounds like a cool thing to go to, like in person. Yeah. yeah. I would would go in person. All those stars just like doing random stuff. Like that's cool. But 
moving on to the other little piece of relevant uh, news that I scraped up was just the news, I guess, or lack thereof of the Cardinals just still not having a head coach. I know that's not super irregular, but it it makes it more regular to me, bearing in mind that all the other teams with the big head coach vacancies have fulfilled those roles. Colts haven't. I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. So Colts and Cardinals are the two teams. I guess is are there any names that you guys have in mind for either of those teams? And do you have any maybe like reasons why they are waiting or haven't filled a position yet? Colts are going to hire Jeff Saturday. It's going to be really dumb, but they're going to do it. That's really cool. I hope they do that. I, I genuinely think that they're. I genuinely think they're going to hire Saturday as well and keep him on. From my understanding as well, uh, Brian Flores was one of the top candidates for that Cardinals job to be a head coach, and he chose to go be a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. instead. And I think that's pretty telling. I mean, there's been multiple reports um, given; they're just reports, so they're not truly verified. Um, but multiple reports that nobody wants to be around with Kyler right now. I have heard similar reports. It's not, so, it's not good. So this is what I think is going to end up happening with that, because I think you have to be very creative to make a playbook for Kyler and his skill set, which is why Cliff was a good pairing for him. Cliff is just a bad head coach. I think that the Cardinals are going to swing and miss on a bunch of people and they're going to get desperate and throw the truck at Lincoln Riley. I don't know if he'll take it, but I think they're going to throw the truck at just back up the truck, give a blank check and say, Lincoln Riley, come coach Kyler. He's not going to leave USC. I don't not think happening. he will. U- US- USC will pay him just as much as the Cardinals will. I-, I know, but I think they're still going to try. That that being said, the the indication here of, I mean, guys, we're talking about a, a head coach position for the NFL. And we have people like Brian Flores saying no. Like, mm-hmm. how bad of a situation could this be this screams to me really bad Mm -hmm. it's bad i i think kyler's a cancer in the locker room like i know i know russell wilson is getting all the publicity for stuff like that i think people would fall over themselves to coach russell over kyler right now though i mean look at sean payton i don't know if i'd really consider sean payton as you know falling over to go go to be with Russ, I mean... No, I mean, between the two, between Russ and Kyler. I think 99.99% of coaches would right now choose to go coach Russ over Kyler. Well, people also don't... I mean, the coach coming in doesn't also know exactly where Kyler is with his recovery. I mean, he very well could be out for a third of the season next year. I mean, he's going to miss an entire offense offensive playbook uh, being installed over the offseason, which is going to cause its own problems inside of itself. I think the longer Kyler's out, the more appealing the job is. Well, look at, I mean, that that might not be a bad point, but to that effect, especially just the comparison with the Broncos, you have to, you have to think about the team as a whole as well. Because, yeah, it's it's Kyler versus Russ in a sense, but it's also the, the Broncos' much, 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 much better defensive unit. Um, and the fact that I, I don't know. The The Cardinals offense is also with or without Kyler. It's looking really, really bare bones, man. Like I know mm-hmm. AJ Green wasn't much, but he's done now officially. D 
D-Hop looks like he's on the move or just not going to be a thing anymore. So they have right. Hollywood Brown and Greg Dorch and 35-year-old James Conner. Like, <laughs> and is Ertz going to retire? I mean, is he ever going to be able to play football again with that knee injury? Yeah, that was exactly. a catastrophic knee injury. So they, exactly. they, have, they have no one and nothing. They have Kyler, but again, not healthy. Um, so that's just a bad situation to go to. So I don't mm-hmm. necessarily fault them. I don't necessarily fault Kyler 100% for the reason no, why there's not a hundred there yet, but I think it's a good chunk of it. It's, it's a good chunk of it enough to the point where I am scared of having Kyler on my team. Is the only premier player on the Cardinals you're excited about Chandler Jones? Are we even? I, I'm still pretty excited about Chandler Jones. I don't know. If that's the guy. On the team that you're like, woo. They have him and, and Buda Baker. Oh, and Buda Baker's good. Not much else, though. And, mm-hmm. and no head coach. So no direction still. I don't know. Are they the worst off team in the NFL? They're they're not the worst team in the NFL. But they still have they still have Hopkins. They still have Hollywood Brown. Like they still have Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're pretty bare bones. I think there's a lot of other bad teams that are in better positions to rebound than they are. I think I think they could maybe be in the like the conversation, but still seems to me like the Texans hold mm-hmm. that pretty pretty well that title of of worst well, team. Well, I mean, let, let's look at maybe like the the top five draft picks, right? Like, who would you rather coach right now? Like going forward into the future, Bears or Cardinals? Bears. Mm-hmm. Texans or Cardinals? Cardinals. Cardinals. Texans. I'd rather do the Texans. Colts or Cardinals? Uh, uh, that that is a good organization. Colts. That's that's a good Colts. question. I think Colts. I think it's Colts for me. Mm-hmm. Denver or Cardinals? Denver. Denver. Like there's five, and the only one that we had like a major disagreement on was Texans. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty bad spot to be in for having okay. a franchise quarterback locked up. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. It's an interesting discussion. I I do gotta just shout out, give some love for all the uh, NFC West drama and all these teams falling <laughs> off to just give the Hawks a better chance. Uh, it's carrying that top spot. So love to see it. The Hawks and San Fran's division for the next five years. Just need Nick Bosa to have a a really bad water skiing accident or something. <laughs> Hey, so out of curiosity, what are the Hawks doing at quarterback, Corey? I think we're gonna give Geno Smith one more year. He he brought us to the playoffs, so I I think we give him a shot. I really still love your mock draft that you brought up with us getting Anthony Richardson and letting him sit. I just I really do. I've I've kind of grappled with that and have sort of fallen in line with that would be that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think we'll give Gino another shot. I don't have any illusions that like it'll lead to much. I, I I really think it'll be another like if we make it to the playoffs, cool. Like I think we're still sort of reloading. Um, we had some really nice rookies, so taking it into year two, I just I imagine they're gonna ramp up even more. And if um last off season, if all of us would put fifty dollars in on Gino Smith and Tyler Huntley making the Pro Bowl, how much money do you think we would have made? You know, all, all I care about is coach coach of the year, Nick Sirianni. Like, I want to see that award. Come Sirianni. on, I think he's got a great shot at it. I I really like him. Or just, I mean, hit like Brian Dable stuck out in my mind is like this would be a good one. Dable and Shanahan, both of them have yeah. very solid claims. Mm-hmm. They do. 
cool did you guys have any other like things you wanted to discuss or bring up or anything i know it's kind of like slow like you know pre-super bowl <laughs> nfl news so it's like meh um, um oh. just re- really qu- oh, oh, yeah. oh you both got something all right here we go did you see the report that lamar says that the ravens are a hundred million dollars apart i did i did i was about evan you, we've been friends too long i was exactly about to say that. nice yep. nice love it okay yeah i mean that's crazy that is that is crazy so like there so they can still like exclusive tag him right like that's within the uh, but like do you think he'll even play on that like do you guys honestly think he'll play on that no i I, he's weird enough of a dude that i think he would literally fit i think he would go i'm gonna take my money i got and stay at home writing was on the wall last year with that i don't i don't think that's weird at all i think that is a genius i think that's a genius Mm -hmm. financial decision yeah yes but i think most nfl people would go, eh, I don't want to miss out on that money. I think Lamar is stubborn enough and savvy enough to that I he sat out a playoff game when he probably could have played according to them. If he can do that, he will sit out for the not getting the money. That's a good point. That is a good point. What do you guys think right now is more likely? Does he get exclusive tagged and sit out or does he get traded? See you later, Lamar. He's gone. He's gone. He's not gonna be a Raven. You guys still feeling pretty good about your uh, your Falcons prediction? He's going to the Falcons. I am so set on that. He's going to be an Atlanta Falcons. It is very interesting to me that it's been so quiet with the Atlanta Falcons just in general. Like there's just there's been zero news, nothing. So I don't know if you've ever been to Baltimore, but around Baltimore is a highway called 695, and it just circles the entire city of Baltimore like it's a giant loop. And right now, every single person in the Falcons organization is just driving in a circle around six ninety five. <laughs> wait for this to fall apart. They're trying to they're trying and to time it to on. see if they can like pick up Lamar like as they're rounding it. Like mm-hmm. the oh, second man. it falls apart, they're gonna dive in and be like, "Hey, Lamar, get in. We're going to Atlanta." Remember when Vic was here? It was a god in Atlanta. Well, you could be the next Michael Vic down here. So I, I think it is important. Uh, to note that if you go to Tankathon's uh, draft power rankings, Baltimore has the 30th most value in draft picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only teams behind them are Denver and Miami. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I like it. I mean, that would be so good. That would be so, so good for fantasy. Like, wherever you have Lamar, you're so happy. Wherever you have uh, Drake London, you're so happy. Wherever you have Kyle Pitts, you're so happy. But if I guess the one situation where you're not happy is if you have a lot of Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sell, 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 sell. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's an interesting discussion. That's a, I, I, I like it. The Mark Andrews sell might be real here with the uh i mean that's a that's a gamble right but what in fantasy isn't so not a bad move to uh theoretically you know don't go and sell mark andrews for pennies but mm-mm, you know mm-mm. now might be the time to capitalize on him still being considered by a lot of people as like a top three tight end mm-hmm. i think if lamar leaves i think you see mark andrews drop drop out of those definitive top three and kyle pitts moves in 
that seems that seems very possible. But okay, uh, moving on from just like the news and stuff, wanted to mention quickly about the draft, the first draft of the 2023 season has begun for Eric, Evan, and I, along with some other key uh, RPG League members. We have begun the RPG Dwarves draft, which is that very fun and exciting stacks uh, style draft. And we are well into it now. Um, The three times random paid dividends for for Evan and I, I believe, where we were awarded the uh, Evan got the 101 and I got the 102, respectively. I don't know how you feel about it, Eric, but maybe a little bit unkind to you in that you got the 112. That's what I wanted. It's well, there you three go. RR. I wanted it. I well, will have go. four players, and I will have six players before everybody else. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, just just wanted to like quickly review how things have gone because it's it's interesting, right? It's obviously a very early draft. Uh, we don't have a lot of information. Um, there's no 2023 rookies in this draft, um, and we pick a guy, and then we um take a guy on the same team with the same pick so yeah do we want to do we want to get into this a little bit yes real quick though we're drafting for next season before the super bowl has been played have we hit degenerate status if we weren't already there which i would argue that we were probably already there um yeah we surely are now we surely are now a february 7th dynasty draft is a startup startup is is pretty bold um so yeah uh i mean evan take it away with the 101 man do you want to like just talk about your picks and i mean i don't know if you'll have a lot to uh justify here it seems like a pretty solid pick but go on yeah so for the 101 it was it was pretty obvious um for me uh one thing that Corey forgot to mention was that this order is also the rookie draft order Hmm. so i'll also have the rookie 101 uh, which is either going to be Bijan or a honeypot QB landing spot. So we'll see kind of how it plays out. It gives me that roster flexibility. Um, so I didn't feel like I have to grab a running back super early because of that, which is super nice. And because of that, I was able to go with the best stack in football uh, in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, which is getting a top, a top two wide receiver. Uh, in dynasty and getting a top five quarterback in dynasty yeah i mean solid like i said not much explanation really needed there was i kind of hoping you would homer pick the jalen hurts aj brown stack sure i was kind of hoping that but i understand the reasons why not but for me at 102 it was too tough to pass up uh the rushing upside of jalen hurts about to get a mega contract in my opinion Mm -hmm. uh tied to aj brown for the foreseeable future who is a monster of a man capable Mm -hmm. of feats uh unbeknownst to most mortal men yeah i i took it um i'm happy with it um when i looked at the stacks there was just there was nitpicky things about like every other stack i could reasonably take in this range but the youth of jalen hurts and aj brown they can be a duo for the next five years and uh i should be pretty happy with it i imagine um mm-hmm. so yeah that's 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 the way i went i i, I like it i want to get your guys' opinions because obviously i think the next like three or four picks were all in contention for 102 i think i went the right choice but but how do you guys feel you two both took my top two stacks at 101 uh, and 102 i think you both made the correct choices for those i i think it's the one draft you'll see mahomes not go 101 yeah well well speaking of he went 103 mm-hmm. 
I was going to say, I, I think I think I could have made the argument for the the 105 stack going at 102 um, with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. That was the other one I was, yeah. What was 104? Brees, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it in order. So 103 was Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh, then 104 was Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. And then 105 was Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. And the reason why I didn't go Josh Allen and Diggs is pretty much just like the Diggs age for me. I know he's going to be mm-hmm. fine for the next couple of years, but when I compared AJ Brown versus Diggs, the longevity of AJ yeah. Brown was just more tempting for me. And I also feel like Jalen Hurts' rushing upside now is more than Josh Allen. Probably. So that was kind of my two tie-breaking things there. Um, but let's talk about, so 103, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, you know, you get Mahomes like that. Uh, that's fantastic. You get him 103. You're very, very happy. Tying him to Kelsey, mm, it's why I didn't do it because that is the pick, right? You don't want to tie him to any of these like wide receivers that may not even be on the team in the next couple of years or like uh, what Isaiah Pacheco, who like uh, I made yeah. the case for as a fool's gold uh, in the last ep. So you kind of know how I feel about tying yourself to him long term. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of the breaker for me is like you can get Mahomes, but anything past that, like you're getting Kelsey, but for for how long? Because he. Right. He has been and and will continue to be on a time clock where his his time in the NFL is winding down, whether it's next year or the year after. Like it, we're coming to a close here pretty soon. That team is now in a win now this year mode. Mm-hmm. The rest of their picks should be based on winning this season. Yeah, and that was actually uh Mike from the Poor Man's podcast made that selection. Thought I'd shout him out. Mm-hmm. Um, one hundred four was the Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson stack from It's Peeps. Taking the Jets stack, I do agree with you, Evan. I think um, in terms of young offense, this is probably one of the best stacks in football. Um, the only other one I can really like that really comes to mind immediately is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, which is pretty good, but Hill is getting up there in age and the, there's the two a question. So in terms of young star athletes, I mean, these guys both came out as rookies and just exploded uh, to have them both. If they figure out the QB, Maybe even if they don't, they'll still be good. But if they figure out the QB, you're looking at like bang, boom, pow. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, Breesall is a top three dynasty running back and Garrett Wilson's a top 10. I think I'd feel comfortable saying top 10, top 12, comfortable. Top 12 is top where 12 I'm at, but yeah. Dynasty wide receiver um, based off of what he was able to produce with, I mean, Mike White, who is a backup caliber NFL quarterback. And Zach Wilson, who is a backup caliber NFL quarterback. I agree. Um, yeah, any thoughts, Eric? Um, I thought Wilson and Hall was a little bit early, only until the QB situation settled. If like a Rodgers goes to Jets, they should have been easy 103. Easy. Hmm. But I, I, I'm a little bit worried about the quarterback spot. But if, if you're building a dynasty roster for the future, and that's your goal, and you have a high rookie pick too, I, I can justify it. Well, well, here's what I'll say about that, because I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I, I, for one, and I said it in the chat, I just don't really trust the Jets to figure it out. Uh, they haven't been able That's to who. in the past. So I'm a little nervous uh, about that specifically. But the other thing that is something to keep in mind is that even with the uh, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White carousel that the Jets had, Reese Hall and Garrett Wilson were still very, very good. Um, so it's so, it's 
you know, it's something to keep in mind. Yep. So my two reservations about them going that high, though, was the quarterback situation and Brees Hall still coming off a big injury. Yeah. I, I think he'll be fine. Don't take that as I, I think he'll be fine. But if I'm going at 103, I really want something that I'm 100%. Sorry, 104. I want something that's 100% I know is going to hit. You don't win your league in the first pick, but you can sure as heck lose it. You know what I mean? So the one thing I want to point out is if I was at 104, I'm very concerned about a quarterback that I like making it back to me. Yeah, in the cool. first round, in the first round, I think there are legitimately eight quarterbacks that should go in the first round. Mm-hmm. And I agree with, with that. that. With that being said, like you're basically missing out on one of those eight, in my opinion, surefire QB ones. In my opinion, I don't think there's any world that they should have gone before Allen. Leading into that, that is uh, in fact the next pick um, by the Irish Moss uh, took the Josh Allen dig stack, which again. I certainly do respect. I still think that Josh Allen, in my opinion, is like my favorite as the the top QB. Um, he's he's the guy that I would grab in a traditional Superflex 101. Like, that's where I'm going. I think I'd still go Mahomes. I can understand that. Um, but at the 105, getting Josh Allen and then obviously tying him into Diggs, who, again, my only concern was a little bit of the age with Diggs, but they should still be good for the next two to three years easy. So... It's still a, a very good pick. And like you said, Eric, it is what could have theoretically been the 104. Um, but Irish Moss gets it at 105. And then uh Sleepyhead Donnie taking the uh this one was, I mean, I get it because you want Justin Jefferson. I totally get mm-hmm. it. But taking Kirk Cousins along with that is is a little risky. It's a it's a little it's a little risky Trubisky. <laughs> I don't know. I will be honest. I thought there was a slim shot that because of the double stack thing that Jefferson might fall to my pick. I thought there was an outside chance that I might get him in a 112. I was right there with Eric thinking that exact same thing. I did not think Jefferson was going to go this high because of having to have a second with him. And mm-hmm. Cousins doesn't do much. Hawkinson, I mean, maybe based off of the format and the tight end premium that there is here, like, I guess. Probably would have been my pick is Hawkinson. I guess you can make that argument, but I, I think it's absolutely blasphemous to to be taking Jefferson and Cousins over Herbert or Lamar as the quarterback. I got Jefferson from Don um, from Donnie in two leagues this season. I think Donnie's kicking himself in the butt and trying to get Jefferson wherever he. Can. I mean, Jeff Jefferson is the best dynasty wide receiver. Oh, he is. He he is better than Chase. I, I have yeah. no issue saying that, and I think everybody, well, at least. 80% of the community would agree. It's solely the second pick. Jefferson at 106 is great. Jefferson with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you guys. I just uh yeah, the Justin Herbert I think would have been would have been my pick there. Um but that that comes in next and Dad mm-hmm. Bod God I agree. guess to sort of reap the the benefits there of getting the Justin Herbert Austin Eckler stack which I yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's that's a good call. Justin Herbert's great. Austin Eckler still should be great, even though his age is also getting a little little funky. But to give perspective, every single one of these except that Jefferson pick was off my board being at one twelve. So I, I knew I wouldn't get any of these picks to have gone beforehand, and I was honestly shell shocked Jefferson was gone. Yeah, I, if I was if I was thinking about it, I probably would have made the mm. Lamar pick. The Lamar like even if Lamar ends up leaving. Even if Mark Andrews doesn't have Lamar throwing in the ball, 
I mean, that Ravens offense is devoid of so much talent that Mark Andrews is the key focal point of that offense. So he's going to continue to be fed the ball. And statistically, you look, if a, if a tight end can get over 85 targets, he's going to be a tight end one. If he can get over 100 targets, he's going to be a top six, most likely tight end. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Um, well, that that ends up being the pick after Dadbod God by runner 2213 takes uh, Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson stack, which again, like Lamar Jackson, I guess you better hope that he gets traded or somehow the Ravens work out a deal because if he sits, that's that's a real bummer um, for this year. And then Mark Andrews, I, I, I get in certain respects, like you said, should be fed plenty of targets, but 108, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if those two are necessarily like in the conversation right now with me at all because maybe not the next pick <laughs> but the pick after that i think i would have taken over the lamar jackson um because so next pick is christian mccaffrey and george kittle which um that's not i i i'm sorry like no shade but i that's not that's not it for me <laughs> i mean it's it's a full chips in the middle yeah. type of play it's it's saying I'm gonna win this year or I'm gonna win next year. It's it's a lot of chips to push in for two guys that you know have a lot of injury history that I would be pretty concerned about um making them the focal point of your team. Yeah. Um, but if they stay healthy, which is a big if, um, yeah, sure. They should be both mm-hmm. top in their positions, uh, in like the top five conversations. So sure. I don't think those two should have gone to the second round. Yeah, I I was telling uh Evan I think that they're they're great second round picks to me. Yeah, first round it's a little expensive, but I do think that over Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, I think I would go Dak and Ceedee Lamb, which is the pick after that. Um, and I I just think that despite everything, their connection is still solid. Um, and I I don't like where their running game is headed necessarily, so I think they might need to start adjusting to a more even more so pass heavy offense and make CD lamb even more of a focal point. Um, that's kind of what I'm seeing and banking on. Um, but I'm seeing Evan shaking his head. No solemnly. So <laughs> I would love to know what you think about that pick. That was, I yell it at one ten. by the way, made the uh, Dak and CD lamb pick. Well, I was shaking my head more to you saying about mm-hmm. the, the stack difference. I, I vehemently disagree. You look at the scarcity of tight end. And wide receiver, while everybody wants wide receivers, it's one of the deepest positions still. Uh, and you look at the scarcity of tight ends, and Mark Andrews, regardless of what you say, is going to score as a top four tight end, even without Lamar. Mm-hmm. Like, I very confidently say that. Um, then you look at the difference between Lamar Jackson and Dak. And to me, I mean, it's just, it's night and day. It's It's a very big... A uh, very big difference there. I guess, mm-hmm. I guess my my thinking there is like the worst case scenario, right? Because you're really risking a lot with these first uh, first picks. And the worst case scenario for Lamar is he literally doesn't play this year. And then you're just taking a big zero for the whole year with your first pick. Yeah, I could see that argument. And then you get Drake May or Caleb Williams. Oh, darn. You know, you're not wrong. Um, But again, like the other thing, to consider here and this is actually kind of surprising to me but like mark andrews is going to be 28 soon which is a, kind of a wild thing to say not necessarily like super old but like getting up there so 
you know, age is going to become a factor soon. Um, and Lamar Jackson, he's not not old. I'm not trying to say that, but he's a rushing QB who had a huge injury just this season. And he's only going to get like, maybe it's going to be a slight decline, but it's only going to get like slower, which that's something to consider with a, a QB that makes all of his points on the ground. Uh, I think that is what kind of puts him off for me in like the more I like, I would be happy to take him 108. I would swap Dak and CD for, for Lamar and Mark Andrews for me. I get that. But at the same time, look how long Cam Newton lasted. And I think Lamar takes less big hits than Cam Newton did. When was I'm genuinely not like genuinely asking when was Cam Newton's like, what age was he in his last like successful NFL like starter career? I don't know if you could call his Patriot. Nah, I don't, I wouldn't, but a arguably super flex starting spot for a little bit. If you didn't have another option, he wasn't awful. Pretty sure he was 28. I'm pretty sure it was his second to last season in Carolina. So I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to correlate anything. You're getting two or three more. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I I would bank on the two to three years out of Lamar. I still think he's great, and I do agree with you for the most part. I I would I would also bet on Lamar still being awesome, even if he takes a year off and he comes in as a fully healthy 27, 28 year old QB. I still think he'll be really really great uh where like you know wherever he ends up but like post that he comes in as a 28 year old qb that rushes as much as he does i don't know i that that is the distinction to me versus a qb like dak that he makes boneheaded mistakes but he can he can throw the football to cd lamb he has shown that he can do Mm -hmm. that so it, it, that's an interesting discussion, though, because I think that it is like something that could go back and forth for me. But as of right now, I think that's kind of where I stand in it. But then, yeah, I think that's the last pick that's on the board. It was that, yeah, 111 yeah, has yeah, gone yet, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're waiting for Philly Fresh. I see him online, too. Um, Come on, Philly. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's on his computer. Uh, uh, it's just one of those where you're kind of logged in, but yeah. obviously not obviously working on it, not picking. Um, but Corey, do we both want to take a stab at what Eric's going to pick before Eric kind of explains his thought yeah. process here? Yeah, because yeah, okay. I would love I would love to do this. Um, I mean, come on. Like, I've, already thought, I've already thought long and hard about what I'm taking. I'm actually surprised I have some of the options left. I do. I this is this okay. So this is actually a little tough. Although there's a big there's a big glaring red herring that could be a red herring or it could be it right because if Philly doesn't take Justin Fields. How is Eric not going to take Justin Fields? Like Justin Fields and like, I, it doesn't even matter. Cole Komet. Like Eric is so in love with Justin Fields. I could easily see him I making like that Justin pick. Fields. He loves him so much. He thinks that he could be the number one QB in the league. So I I see that. Well, what did I ever say that? I've never said number one QB in the league. You might have not said it, but I know that's how you really feel. Uh, oh, but, no, I'm not. But, but I think the I do love pick, him, though. The real pick. And I think you'll agree you with me. I think, know it. I think I have a spot on radar dart throw pick here, bullseye. With I think I have the mind mode with Evan. It's going to be T Lon ETN. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be my pick. Easy. Done and done. So here's here's my theory on the second pick, though. I think the second pick. Hold, is... hold on. Really, really quick, just to clarify to the viewers this is a one running back league. 
you need to get one solid running back. So the Lawrence ETN fits that very well for me. So, so that's what I was about to build off of is you look at the starting roster and it's one starting running back, one quarterback with a super flex and two starting wide receivers. And then the rest of the positions are flexes. So mm-hmm. I think with the second pick, he's going to go Waddle and Tyreek to fill the two wide receiver spots. That's and now all of a sudden he has high potential upside. If Tua stays healthy, he has two wide receivers that will consistently put up a thousand yards a season. Plus I'm, I'm looking right now and I'm trying, I'm trying to prove you wrong. And I, I, I don't think I can. I think that, I think I might be spot on. I, I think the only other argument that can be made is JT and Michael Pittman. Mm, that was a thought for me. And I don't, I, I don't think that's a strong enough argument. That was a thought for me if the board fell the way I thought it was going to fall. I did not think I would have a shot at T-Law and ETN. So that was actually a thought for me, but now it's off the board. Um, because I think no matter what they do here... All right, sh- should I say what I'm thinking about? It's not, it's not going to come... The pod won't come out by the time <laughs> I know, I know. the pick's made. Oh, yeah. the, the, other, the other one that I was thinking of was Ken Walker and, uh, and DK. DK. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I wanted to pick. Pe- like, just I wanted to put that out there because, like, I didn't even think about that actually. That seems really <laughs> good too. I mean, you have Etienne and Walker as your like Bad. two RBs. Okay, so it's pretty good. It is pretty good. So no matter what, I have to come away with a solid QB here. I want Lawrence and Etienne. Those are the that's the number one choice that I want. If they are I... gone. I it, think he's it will gonna be pick between, him. It'll be between Fields and Mooney or the Sean and Chubb. I told you, Evan. I told you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. He's gonna take Fields and Herbert. It doesn't matter. I, I need a QB. Um, I can't let it go around without getting one. So but he, here's the other thought. Evan was totally right that Waddle and Reek are way up there. Other one I'm heavily considering is London Pitts. That's spicy. I get down with that. Because that locks down my tight end for a long time. I think London is just waiting for a quarterback to make him a top 10 to 15 wide receiver. So if I can get Lawrence, ETN, London Pitts, I have four cornerstone positions filled. You don't need a tight end, though. But it's Pitts. But you don't need a tight end. It's a tight end spot. I get it. I get it. It's Pitts. No, there's there's no tight end spot. Oh, there's no tight end spot. Mm-mm. No. Oh, the, nope. the closest you get the closest you... two wide receiver tight end flexes. Exactly. Okay, that's yeah. the closest you get. And tight end isn't juiced mm-hmm. enough for me to like. I I might not even I, I don't know I might not take a tight end. Mm. I'll take a tight end if there's somebody that I absolutely yeah. love and I'm just like, oh, I guess I need another player. Mm-hmm. I totally thought I saw a tight end spot. I would have looked before I picked and probably changed my mind on that. But I don't think it's terrible, Pitts and London. Um, especially Lamar goes there. To just put it put it in perspective, last season, I mean, looking at this past season, the average per game stats for Tyreek was 26.7, which was in third amongst wide receivers. And the average for Jalen Waddle was 21, which puts him ninth among wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's two top 10 scoring wide receivers. Yeah. Yep. 
and yeah, so not, not I, even considering my, Tua and one of those guys, huh? Writings on the wall there a bit. No, no, no. If it if it falls to me, the choice is Lawrence, Etn, Waddle, Reek. That's oh, the pick if it falls to me. You know, it's very interesting. Is if Waddle and Reek are the stack there, Tua is going to fall forever. Mm-hmm. Forever mm-hmm. and ever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. So that that's the pick. That's the pick if it falls to me. If Philly Fresh takes either of those two, if he takes Lawrence, then I have to sit there and think about Fields or Watson because what's my other QB choices? Uh <laughs> I know how much you love Kyler. Yeah, Kyler. I mean, technically, if I if I wanted to go full on win now, I could do something like um, Jonathan Taylor, Pittman, Derek Carr, uh, Devonta. Yeah, I mean, you could. But I, I still don't feel great about Derek Carr either. Or, I mean, if you want uh, a QB that I know you believe in, Eric, you could always go Trey Lance and Debo Samuel. Give me that, give me that Trey Lance Brock Purdy stack. Okay. There, there you go. That might be a stack that happens. Just a lockdown the QB room. That might be a and stack. Then they resign Jimmy G, and then they resign Jimmy G, and he starts. But um, but but side note, just think about that for a second. If you don't go quarterback, and you can get DK, JT, Ken Walker, and Pittman, but yeah, that's not bad either. Walker, you walk away with your running back solidified, wide receiver solidified. You can get an old grimy quarterback. Like you know, you know that there's going to be a quarterback sitting there at the end, like a Russell Wilson, where you can get a Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy. Mm. I love that you just described Russell Wilson as an old grimy quarterback. What are what are the odds if I went Walker DK and JT Pittman that Carr Adams? would fall to the three round Robin. I, I think they would fall to the I three could, one. I could see it. That would be a decent team. You might be a little bit in trouble. I think someone could maybe spy a Josh Jacobs Adams. That's a thing. That could happen. And then maybe you take Carr and Waller instead, which you're less happy with, but like I'm not too happy with that. Uh, uh, Adams would be the the yeah. thing I would be trying to get. Mm-hmm. I could see a Josh Jacobs Adams happen. There's the there's the uh, Sam Darnold, PJ Walker stack. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, there there is a bunch of decent options out there, though. Yeah, like Jordan um, Love and Christian Watson. <laughs> Actually, while it's still feasible, would Rogers Watson be a terrible pick? Yes, this early, this early, one hundred percent. What if Rogers doesn't play? What if What if Rogers retires? Yeah. Also, I'd be picking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I can't can't be having that. What about Mac Jones and Ramondre Stevenson? Oh, get out of here. <laughs> get McCorkle out of this chat. Look, I will take Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris before I'll take, take Mac I was Jones. Actually, that's actually not a, that's not a bad pick. I was actually thinking Pickens and Pickens at one point. That's funny. Pickens? <laughs> it's funny to do that, so... um. But I mean, do you guys hate uh, a Watson Cooper stack or a Watson Chubb stack? I just I'm nervous. I would, about I, would I would probably. Uh, I mean, you're you're pushing your chips in early. I'd be more excited like, about like a Chubb Cooper. Just leave Watson out of it. 
no watson still has the watson still has the upside yeah he does i I will die on that train he looked really bad last year but i know there's reasons for that i know he was two years i get it i really i really do get it but evan i I want i want to remind you he was out of football for two years i want to remind you trey lance has been out three to four i just want to put it out there um so i'm gonna feel that same energy he always does this he always does this evan i don't like him let's kick him out (laughs) Why do you have to be this way? <laughs> Rock Purdy, day one starter, it's coming. God, you mean- yeah, with 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 Tommy John surgery incoming. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean Brock Purdy gets Tommy John, and the 49ers get Tommy Brady, and Tom Brady is the quarterback. What, what are the odds Tom Brady comes back to do Niners one year? He did say he's not doing broadcasting till fall twenty twenty four. It's obvious now that you don't listen to the episodes that you're not on, Eric, because we talk, me and Evan talked about this on the last episode. I have been so busy, <laughs> but you're right. Um, <laughs> no, I do. I do have a lot of a lot more options than I thought I would have at this point. That's actually making this hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that This is almost why I was like, because I get it, it, especially in third round reversal, like the, the 112 spot, it's like, pretty nice to have but in a in a draft like this the problem becomes yeah. like you just have all of these like good but not amazing options like you have you have very good options but you don't have the top 10 options and mm-hmm. so you have all of like the list of ones where like you can justify them is so much longer for you than it would be for like Evan and I mm-hmm. yeah can, can I throw out a couple of random stacks? And I just want your yeah. opinions on them. Hit them. What do you think about Swift Amon Ra? It's fine. Swift worries, Swift worries me. I think Amon Ra's proving he's a monster. There's been enough smoke around Swift this offseason that I'm cautious. I would probably want Goff Amon Ra, to be honest. I don't hate that, though. I don't hate that. Yeah. I, it's it's a little gross, but I don't know if I want to necessarily pay dividends for Swift right now. It's just I don't know something about Swift, man. It, he gets it's hurt just, a lot, and I know you know what it kind of like reminds me of is guys that I've seen in the league before where they have a lot of talent, but they don't like football, or they they don't love football like like some yeah. some of these other guys, and I think Swift might be that. He could be. What about Cup Acres? Nah, probably. I'm, no. I'm off of Cup. A, a later, a, a later pick, but thirty year old wide receiver that broke his ankle with a QB that has back problems. I just uh, maybe as a later pick, like you said. But if it comes around to third or fourth, like, eh? fourth maybe. Um, is there any? I mean, Evan, you're you're down there in Tennessee. Is there any credence to like a Derrick Henry, Traylon Burks kind of stack? Uh, I mean, Derrick Henry is a mammoth of a man. Still got another couple of years, right? Uh, <laughs> not behind that Tennessee offensive line. Yeah, maybe not. How much would you guys hate a Daniel Jones Saquon? I was actually going to bring that up. I like because it. Per- me personally, I actually have Saquon as my second ranked running back. Mm. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I think I mean, Daniel Jones has proven enough he's going to be at least another four to five year starter. I don't know if he'll be great, but I think he's earned another four years ish in the league, right? It almost makes me like it more with the fact that it's probable that Daniel Jones and Saquon are both going to be on the Giants, right? But it's not a sure thing, which almost makes me a little excited to like, 
maybe mm -hmm. they go places that are better for them potentially because I don't love them as a stack because it almost feels like some of their games it ended up being like one or the other like either Daniel Jones goes off or Barkley goes off um so I don't know if mm -hmm. I want to stack them necessarily but it like two quality mm -hmm. players that I'd I'd love to have shares in how far until a saint stack is taken I was wondering that Olave mm -hmm. and Kamara I'm assuming mm -hmm. would be the stack that would go first Olave mm -hmm. and uh, Taysom Hill. Ew. This guy. Ew. But like Kamara might be suspended six games. Yeah. Why? He's also like 27. I'm... It's like. Uh, he didn't look super great. I, I think we can all agree the stack from the Texans is going to be the last stack to go. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Panth what about Panthers? Panthers? No, you got DJ Moore. With who? <laughs> that's a good that's a good point dj moore is more valuable than damien pierce yeah yeah but uh, is but is damien pierce and brandon cooks more valuable than dj moore and chuba Hubbard? whatever or like Dante cooks Portland? is cooked yeah cooks is cooked okay okay yeah that's a that's a tough one or there's technically you could do like a mclaren mclaurin brian robinson Nah, dude, that's, that's the, love it, but the commander stack is going to be Dotson Howell, bro. All right. I, I think it's going to be McLaurin and Dotson. Yeah, that's not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh, what about uh, Smith and uh, Sanders? Mm, Sanders? Sanders? You want Sanders? Really? I don't want Sanders. Wow, Sanders had a good year. No, it's it's going to be Smitty and Dallas. Fire got her go. Yeah, that yeah, that that would yeah. be for me too. That'd be it for me too. That'll You're be right, the next right. that'll be the next Philly stack. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Higgins and Higgins and Boyd. Higgins and Mixon. Uh, Mixon mm. right now. I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. You might get a discount for I'll him. Later. I'm just trying to think of teams that already lost a stack, like of guys that are left. Like mm -hmm. what would it what would it be? I feel like we're missing a big one. Is uh is James Cook, Gabriel Davis anything for you guys? Ugh, no, absolutely not. Like way late? Not even then? I think I want Dawson Rocks over Gabe Davis. I actually I prefer that too. I prefer that too. I mean the the Vikings still have Hawkinson and Cook. I mean Cook's at the definitely the latter half. We we do have the like is is Schultz Pollard? A thing for you guys? I don't hate uh, that. Pollard, Pollard's injury, though. Yeah, Pollard's injury is bad, and freaking Jerry Jones always wanted to bring Zeke back. Zeke is going to be a cowboy till he's thirty-five. Can you imagine if Pollard had gone to a team where he was the guy? How yeah, valuable he I I can't imagine it. I've had dreams about it. Okay, Eric. <laughs> Nightmares at this point. Is there another is there another jet stack that you think is going to go? Not what I'm taking. <laughs> Not what I'm doing. Because <laughs> I was just trying to think about that. I mean, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, uh, Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore. What about what about Calvin Ridley and Ingram? Ingram, uh, Ridley and Kirk. Ridley and Kirk, yeah, actually, Kirk. yeah, Kirk or Kirk and Ingram. I think people are forgetting about Ridley. Last we saw him, he was balling. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I'll have a whole off season to get in sync with Lawrence, and it's just gonna be another weapon, basically for free on that team. Here, here's an interesting one. What do you think is the Cardinals stack? 
It's Kyler. Oh, it's Kyler and D Hop. It's Kyler and D Hop, or it could be Hollywood. I was gonna say Hollywood, James Connor, kind of also like in the mix. Maybe? No, 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 no. If you're gonna, I'm, I'm dead on Connor. If you're gonna do it, it's 100% Kyler um, and Hollywood. If you're gonna go that route, okay. College, college teammates together. You look at them producing before Hopkins was back on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, Holly, Hollywood was producing at a top 10 wide receiver clip before Hopkins came back on the field. My my question is, what's what's the next KC stack? Mm-hmm. Juju and Isaiah Pacheco? Probably. Yeah. Did McCall Harbin do enough to be in there? No. Nope. No. Okay. Mm. He <laughs> had a decent season nope. when he wasn't hurt. <laughs> Can I interest you in a Keenan Allen, Mike Williams stack? Uh-uh. Oh, that's not bad. No, thank you. I, I don't like Keenan Allen that much anymore, but oh, Keenan Allen. I, there's a report out that Keenan Allen's going to be a cut. I've heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's old, and plus, he has hamstring injuries for days. The next one, from a wide receiver standpoint, if you start thinking about it, Ayuk and Debo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of these four on this team, which two would you pair together? Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Javonta Williams. Russell Russell Wilson and Javonta Williams. Javonta Williams and Jerry Judy. Mm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't like Judy that much, but he's he's young, and I, I know he still has uh, the potential to be very, very talented. And I just, I don't want to. I uh, look, accuse me of rust bias. I, I deserve it probably, but a 34, 35 year old QB that likes to scramble and move around and stuff that's only going to get slower that looked really, really bad last year. I'm just, I'm not sold. I'm not, I'm not buying in. I think Sean Payton's going to try to make Jerry Judy his poor man's Michael Thomas. See, I think it's going to go. I think it's going to go the opposite way. I think he's going to try and make Cortland Sutton because he's the bigger physical wide receiver that can handle the slants. Yeah, maybe he can handle getting hit by a linebacker a little bit better. Cortland Sutton was the guy that I had pegged last year as like, oh, if Russ is going to get back to form, it's going to be with Cortland Sutton because. Mm-hmm. It it's kind of crazy to say, and you can you can fact check me if you like, but mm-hmm. if you compare Cortland Sutton and DK Metcalf in terms of athletic profiles, they're very similar. They are very similar. And in all of Sean Payton's offense, he has one big possession guy who will run plants. It was Marquise Colston. Yeah. And then it was Michael Thomas. And I could see Cortland Sutton fitting that role for Sean Payton. Good, very well. I, I mean, just want to see people, Javante Williams people, get, the, get the receiving work. Yeah, I, I mean, you can say I mean, Sean Payton's a great coach. He knows how to scheme people open. But like, whether or not you believe Russell's good or not, I think he can maximize enough out of Wilson to make fantasy receivers relevant for them. I mean, what, what was it? I'm, I'm I'm trying to remember here. It was. When Drew Brees went to the Saints, his Saints completion percentage comparatively to his Chargers completion percentage was like a 7% differential between the two over his career. Yeah, that's that's significant. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes, man. Um, we shall see how it goes. I think it's going to be a good clash, if anything, of like, we'll see how Russell Wilson handles a coach like Sean Payton who... I've, Sean Payton's not a Nathaniel Hackett man. Like Nathaniel Hackett is is a flimsy, watery piece of paper compared to Sean Payton yeah. and the way that I think he's going to want to do things there. So we'll see how those egos uh, clash and and what comes out of that. Um, I for one am not optimistic, I've... but I have to remain not optimistic because I have to hate Russell Wilson. <laughs> As a later pick, what about 
Evans Godwin. Yeah. Uh, it depends on how late, obviously, but Evans is kind of like fourth round. Uh, yeah. Evans is on a similar like trajectory for me as like a Keenan Allen hamstring injuries galore, getting old, inconsistent, not trustable. Um, and then Godwin is, I still think Godwin is really good. Um, but yeah, the QB situation, QB situation scares me and he's, he's racked up a pretty extensive injury list. So I still think Jimmy G goes there and I think Jimmy G can get wide receivers football. They got to get someone. They got to get someone really, uh, pretty soon here. Derek Carr is, uh, Derek Carr is making the rounds. It looks like. Yeah. Derek Carr went to the, uh, to the saints. Like for an interview, so that's interesting. Where did where does he land? I don't think he goes to. I think Derek Carr needs to be with a coach who's not a supreme alpha, like Salah. So I don't think he goes to the Jets. I think they clash too much. Mm-hmm. I think Derek Carr needs somebody like someone like a uh, what's what's his name? Todd Bowles could very well be the Bucks. Is what I was gonna say with uh, Todd Bowles at the helm there. Um, I could see it. He would be serviceable there if they could get the running game kind of in order and get the o-line back to form like i could i could see Derek carr doing well there i think if Derek carr goes to the bucks and the falcons don't get lamar the bucks might be the favorites in that division hmm, yeah i would eight eight nine won it this year i'd agree with you there lamar goes to the falcons falcons are running away with that division okay well i look i'm happy to just like keep going down stats because it's really fun i had like a, a game compiled too but it's also getting a little late in the episode so it kind of depends on where you guys are at let's do the game i, I think we've hit all the stacks we're gonna hit okay like, we're, we're kind of running out here unless evan you got any or any others i'm kind of out no i was just gonna say it's like basically bedtime what was the game so uh, it's at the very end of this doc here, but essentially I have uh, six different classic RPG classes or like um, basically just from the RPG leagues. Uh, I have like descriptors and I was going to have us go through players that we think like match these descriptions. Um, so there's the barbarian, which is like a big angry player. And you can kind of be loose with the, you know, interpretations of these and definitions and stuff um a bard who's like a true artist of their of their craft uh a dragon who's a very powerful player but comes with a fair share of dangers makes them difficult to trust uh goblin who's like a scrappy but not overly showy player that still gets the job done a rogue a guy still lurking in the shadows who's yet to strike and a wizard who is unmatched in football iq and makes plays that seem like magic i'm down for it well, it's totally up to you guys because again, I'm dealing with a. It's almost seven o'clock, so I can I can keep going. But if you guys are dealing with a little bit of a later time slot, I mean, this is a game we could certainly play next time. I'm still finishing the cigar, so I still got time. Okay, well, if I if I fall asleep on you, then uh, just cut me out. <laughs> All right, yeah. So basically, for this game, uh, I've I've dubbed it RPG Class Honors, and we're gonna go through some guys that we think uh, meet a certain criteria for the uh, very interpretable uh, descriptions that I've laid out for all of these guys. But yeah, we're just going to go through some guys that, you know, more or less are guys that you are interested in talking about, um, but that hopefully also can be deemed as one of these uh, uh, descriptor classes. So um, if you guys have anyone in mind, I have a, I have a couple. There's, they're kind of obvious ones, but yeah. Yeah. I just thought we mm-hmm. could list a couple dudes here. Let's do it. Well, I guess I can start it off. 
yeah so a guy let's see here okay if we're talking about if we're talking about an, a barbarian um i think there are very clear pictures in our heads of like the category of, of guy this could be um but if we're talking about the biggest angriest player it's hard for me to not pick derrick henry that seems like the shoe in right I, I was just gonna say like he fits the profile of big beast but i don't think of him as angry that's kind of the distinction i was going to make and this is a guy that i've watched a lot of him because i have a lot of him and i might be a little bit uh off base here because he doesn't necessarily have the size but in terms of angry man let me tell you isaiah pacheco runs like an angry guy he has this play style man that i i still am am definitely on the side of like you should probably sell Isaiah Pacheco. He's worth a lot, in my opinion, to the right person who thinks that he's going to come in, be the workhorse for the Chiefs, and get all the snaps. I personally don't think that's going to be his role. But in terms of just his play style and his like post-running like excitement and energy, this dude is one of the angriest footballers I have ever seen run the football. He's so mad all the time and i love to see it because the dude is like really quick and has that burst and is powerful um but just his antics after the fact i for me he is my uh rpg dynasty barbarian i like that that that's an off the beat pick but i can see that yeah i don't think he fits the size profile but the angry yeah, that's that's the tough part for sure he's kind of squat he does have the like he's got some girth to him he's like 5 10 210 or something like that but uh yeah, just the angriness, the the his run style specifically, uh, really makes him seem like a mm-hmm. barbarian raging around. So, for for me with the barbarian, someone who fits the size profile and to me runs like a bat out of hell when the ball's in his hand and just drags people with him is AJ Brown. Yeah, when when that guy catches the ball, he just drags people along. He yells in their face. He points at them. He talks like he just strikes me as like a ballistic guy and when he doesn't get the ball he's screaming at the sideline they're winning by 30 points yep like he just perfectly fits that for me i would go aj brown that is definitely the the pick that i was debating between and i i wanted to go with a guy that was a little more under the radar um but Mm -hmm. i totally agree with you like aj brown is a a madman in in every sense of the word um so i yeah i really like that pick i i still think one of my highlights from the season is against the titans when he wrestled the ball away from three defenders of the end zone and just stood on the end, started pointing mm-hmm. at each of them. Yep. I think he got penalized for that too. <laughs> but love yeah. it. Yeah. You got to love it. Um, and we don't necessarily have to like each name one from all of these. I was more thinking like okay. we could just, whatever category sticks out to you and you, you have a guy just like come to mind. We could just like play it like that. Evan, do you, do you have anyone? Are we going with active players? I mean, not necessarily. I think that kind of feeds more into like the dynasty fantasy topic. But if you have someone that's uh, a key peg for it, yeah, go for it, man. This is Lucy Goosey. Vontez perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vontez perfect. 100%. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. What about Richie Incognito? Oh my God. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> is that a little too on the nose, do you think? That one's pretty on the nose. Maybe a little. That one might be a little. That's really good. I like that. Or I mean, you could go with the Ray Rice. You know, just runs around beating people. Yeah, kind of a barbarian. 
Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> that's a good one for sure. So the the one that I really was going to go with originally um, was Jeremiah Trotter. One, because his nickname was the Axeman. Oh, yeah, there you go. And when I think of barbarians, I think of a guy that's just wildly swinging an axe around. That's perfect. And yeah. and two, because he was just the downhill thumper for the Eagles defense in the early 2000s. Okay. Uh, well, I'll just go ahead and say the one that was super obvious to me in terms of a dragon. Uh, again, a, a guy that is is powerful. He's He's got obvious fantasy appeal, um, but comes with their fair share of dangers that makes them difficult to trust. And for me, it's squarely Kyler Murray. I see Kyler Murray as a, as a stunted <laughs> dragon lording over his horde, just super easy to piss off. And it, you can't trust him or work with him because the moment you turn your back, he's going to bite your head off. Um, super powerful if he applies himself and does it and does the job. But whew, boy, I'm I'm going to it's going to be hard pressed for me, uh, a hard argument to make to be able to trust Kyler Murray at this stage in the game. Just with mm-hmm. everything, all the drama that's come out about him, it's just yikes with what you have to pay for him. Like, uh, yikes. For me, it's Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> I mean, dude, fantastic. But the way he talks and he gives up these big plays randomly, and when he does, he's looking at all the other defenders screaming at them, what are you doing? It's not my fault. And da, da, da. But when something happens that's good, it's always his cra- Like, mm-hmm. But he's also great. He's the king of the roost. And I think Jalen Ramsey's way up there for me on the dragon. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. Or uh, Marcus Peters would be another one. Okay, yeah, yeah, Marcus. I, you you are squarely pegging the the dragon as like a a mouthy CB. I feel like I feel like you put Darius yeah. Slay in there too. Yeah, you could. <laughs> okay, for sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, I got kind of one that. Hmm, I don't know how I actually feel about this, but it feels right to me to put. Rashad Bateman as a rogue candidate as a guy that I still think has a lot of talent and if he gets the right situation and can stay healthy he's yet to make his mark right he's still lurking in the shadows he's waiting Mm -hmm. to emerge and maybe he's the kind of rogue that lets his opportunity to strike pass by and that's unfortunate but I still think he has the advantage like he has the ability he's still young he can still put it together Mm -hmm. You know, he's not too far removed from being a rookie. So, like, right. it's it's entirely possible that he can still step up. Um, but I think that makes him a, a pretty pretty decent rogue selection here. So, I got one for, for the wizard. Okay. Uh, Pac uh, McAnally, I'm pretty sure is his last name. He's actually a punter. But, crazy thing enough, he's the only person to ever get a perfect score on the Wonderluck. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Andy went to Harvard. Way off the beaten path. Football IQ indeed. All right. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. Did he ever, do you know if he ever pulled any like cool trick plays with punting? Because <laughs> I feel like he'd be able to like craft something. I think he, he played in like the 40s or the 50s. So, oh, okay. Got you. Back when, uh, mm-hmm. back when they still, uh, wore those like leather <laughs> caps and stuff, right? <laughs> completely wrong i was just i just looked at he's in the 75 draft so okay, not okay. even close okay <laughs> i was completely off 
Got it. So that's when they were just wear, wearing the like bell bottom, like disco pants on the field and stuff, right? He completed three of four passes for 81 yards, though. Whoa. Okay. Ooh, okay. Pretty good for a punter. And was occasionally used as a wide receiver. And he hauled in five touchdown passes throughout his Ma- career. Okay, Magic Man, actually. Magic That's Man. That's pretty cool. I like that. That, that, is, the, that right is the wizard. That's yeah. the pick. That's the wizard. That's the pick. For sure. So Rogue is under the radar, and people overlook him, but out of nowhere, he strikes. Yeah. Right? Ryan Fitzmagic. <laughs> yes. Ryan Fitzmagic, baby. That's very Nobody good. wants him. He's on all these teams, and out of nowhere, he throws five touchdowns on you, and he's screaming in your face. And you're like, holy crap, where did that come from? Funny enough, just based on looks, you probably could have put Ryan Fitzpatrick as a barbarian. <laughs> but Correct. <laughs> I like the idea of big, big beard Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, hiding in the shadows, like, waiting just to strike, and everyone can, like, see him hiding. Still the only NFL player I've ever seen go to a Buffalo game without a shirt on in the middle of December. Jeez. In the stands. Damn. He was with the Bills Mafia shirtless. Love it. I got two for Bards. Oh, okay. Jordan Mailata, left tackle for the Eagles, and Jason Kelsey. Ooh. Master yeah. Have you have you have master you heard the them singing? No. <laughs> okay. You need to listen to them sing. Okay. Okay. That's that's going on my list. On top of the fact that Jason Kelsey is the best center in football. I was going to say, yeah. Jason Kelsey, easy master of his craft. Uh, absolutely. He also, when the Eagles won that Super Bowl, had a barred outfit at the Eagles parade. 100%. Really? He did. He, he looked did, like man. A, he looked like Yaskier from The Witcher. He was a mummer, right? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he dressed up as, as a mummer because of the mummer's parade. Yeah, it's pretty, I'm he, pretty he, close. He he dressed like Yaskier from The Witcher. Like, gotcha. he looked just like him. I loved it. That's awesome. Well, speaking of uh, singing talent, I guess I'll go ahead and slot in Justin Tucker as a bard as well with his operatic Opera talent. major. Mm-hmm. Seeing him sing no, uh, uh, Ave Maria was like, what? What? <laughs> you could do that? It's so cool. Very, Justin very Tucker's cool. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what were the other choices we had? Um, Goblin, I think, is the only one we haven't done. And that's like a scrappy, scrappy, not overly showy player that still gets it done. I mean, like a Julian Edelman or like Braxton Rest- Berrios. Braxton Berrios is a yeah, that's the one that I had in mind too, for sure. Yeah. Not not overly showy at all. Cooper Cup. Sure. I think he's crossed into the more like show like more showy at this point with like everything that he or- can do. But Hunter Renfro. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, definitely a good one. Um, Richie James. Richie James. Like, just, just where did he, where did you come from? Very decent. Isaiah Hodges. Times. Yeah, Isaiah Hodgins, similar. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. even, maybe even more of a fit there because Isaiah Hodgins was even more under the radar. He was cut by the build. Yeah. No, I like that. I like those. Yeah, those are fun ones. Uh, would Aaron Rodgers be a druid if he's one with nature in his, a, a squad or whatever it is? <laughs> I, a swatter or whatever it is I kind of want to end it there I kind of want to end it on that
Aaron Rodgers. Just end it with it. would Aaron Rodgers be a druid? <laughs> because he's one with nature. <laughs> yeah. Also, side note, since we're ending it there, Eric, one, you're up in the Stacks League. And two, the oh. report just came out that the Raiders only oh. won a third for Derek Carr. Whoa! Oh, wow. Whoa. Whoa! Okay, okay. He could go a lot of places then. Whoa. Yeah. He's he's going to have his Thanks. pick then, basically, is what that kind of basically. means, right? Pretty Probably. Much. Interesting. That's very so interesting. Wait, what? Who did uh, Philly Fresh take? Trevor Lawrence and Travis Lawrence. <laughs> Now I actually have to make a choice. <laughs> okay, well, I'm mad. Well, hell, I mean, we're we're together right now. I mean, you got to you got to make your picks. And Corey, you you got to watch what I just sent you guys because that is Jordan Mailata and Jason Kelsey singing. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch that then. I'll check that out. Oh my god. Now I have to pick you ha- and you have to do it live too, which I know the pressure is on, but like such good podcast feed. I have to pick between Deshaun and Field now. Oh, this is so exciting. I d- remember when I said he'd pick Justin Fields. <laughs> and it didn't matter. Not what I want. <laughs> it didn't matter who else. <laughs> so angry. It's actually going to happen. Why, oh. why not just punt on quarterback, Eric? Come on. That might be the move. Waddle, Waddle and Tyreek. You'll be able to get like a Jones, Goff, Carr, something yes. down there. So, somebody, will fall, somebody will fall back. I know. I, just, I really wanted Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. it's. A, I, I didn't think he would even be close to available for me, and he almost was. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. That's so exciting. <laughs> I would just like to point out that Fields is rated top 10 um, and I don't I have to scroll way down before Trey Lance pops up um, they're on the same page Fields is 9 and Lance is 49 interesting yeah when you sort the quarterbacks they're on the same page I was looking at all so upsetting. <laughs> Eric is tilting. I thought he was gonna fall to me. Eric has right. nothing I, left I think, except just to talk bad about Trey Lance because he has no idea what to pick. Well, I'm definitely doing Waddle and Hill. See, I told you, Corey. I told yep. you it's gonna be Waddle and Hill. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now here's the question. Does he go Ken Walker and DK? I does would. he go Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman? Or does he go with a quarterback and a running back? That happened to be in Cleveland. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting at this point. Me too. Yeah, dude. I mean, we can't get off the call until you pick. No. I know. God, I want to take field. So upset. But the second pick is so bad. Number one rushing QB in the NFL, bro. Mooney Mooney could be good. I want Walker DK. 
That's sad. I, I, I think I think that is a very reasonable. Yeah. Hey, Corey, you're a commissioner. You can put those picks on for him. I sure can. Waddle, Reek, Walker, DK. Got it. I thought I was thought I was gonna get Lauren. That was uh, Brock Purdy and no. Okay, hold on. I got you. Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy and Jimmy G, please. <laughs> Two not but. Where is Hill? I got it. Debo and Ayuk wasn't terrible there either. No, Debo and Ayuk is a reasonable stack. I'm going to say if they make it to me, I will be more than happy to take them. I can't see them making a deal. Actually, I think there's a no, real possibility where, yeah, I think there's a real possibility where they do. As yeah, long, there's a chance. As long there, as you sneak a decent QB, Eric, which is totally possible still, your wide receiver core is Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, and Jalen Filthy. Filthy. It's gross. That That's is awesome. three wide receiver. That's three wide receiver one. 